Hello, hello. Howdy do ye. Howdy do ye. Highways. Is Willie Nelson still alive? Trust the plan. Nobody has a plan. There's only one plan. How y'all doing, quarantards? Liberals, commies, conservacucks, lulbatarians. Atheists, Churchians, Orthodox, Muslims. Hello. How's it going? Zimmerman was a Jew, not exactly white. You mean Bob Dylan? You must leave now. Take what you can. You better, you think will last. And whatever you wish to keep, you better grab it fast. Yonder stands your friend where he's gone. <laughs> Look out, baby. The saints are coming through. It's all over now, baby blue. That guy kind of took folk music and just dipped it in shit. He basically created a shit fondue. He took folk music, put it, put folk music on a skewer or one of those dipping forks, just put it in poop. But but uh, he, he 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 he's an icon. No, no, he's just mumbling. He's mumbling. Just took. Took meaningful songs and then just... He basically trained the Red Hot Chili Peppers on how to write lyrics. I know. Everyone loves Bob Dylan. I know. I know. <clears throat> Did you major in philosophy? No. No, I'm still a philosoph philosophical uh, retard. Novice. Uh, but I explained this on a previous stream. Because I don't... Uh, advance in, in uh, philosophy so far as uh, learning new lingo new crazier uh, argumentation really deep crazy stuff I don't go into the history of philosophy because of that I'm actually uh, I just stay at novice level and so that allows me to interact with the um, you know Basically with other like-minded people who are the lowest common denominator. And it's useful because uh, philosophy and logic, you want to really look at the most simple, um, I, in my view, the most simple uh, truths. You know, you want to, 
you want to find, locate, and express uh, the most basic truths and keep coming back to it. Uh, otherwise, you go off into like crazy land, you know? So, no, I'm a novice. I just listen to some things here and there. That's it. Trump is on talks with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Is that a wrestler? Dawkins, who's your favorite character in Lord of the Flies? Well, obviously Piggy. Little Piggy. He, he, he sacrificed himself for the tribe. Uh, what was what, what what was probably missing in that story is that I would have eaten little piggy after dropping the rock on his head. Little fat, fatty fat. Little fatty fat McFatty. You know. Where's your Jordan Peterson tattoo? Alright, I give that a I give that a Two and a half out of five humor. Where's your uh I'll get a I'll get a fake one. Get a fake uh Peterson tramp stamp. I, I really do feel for the the prawns. They're like, don't take my daddy away. Don't make fun of my daddy guide. He is my guide. He is my shepherd. And I will protect him from cartoons. Jim Bob. Don't make fun of him. Jim Bobby. Who's pulling the strings beyond weekend at Bernie's? I don't know. I don't think anything as much has changed since the beginning of this, uh, the country. No, I mean, it's like, whatever. I'm relieved because I just know that because of what I value in life, I know that um, that whoever is the the head of the helm of the United States corporation, it's like you're still left with your own hands and your own family and, and your own friends and community. And so I always keep coming back to that, you know. It's very easy to watch the the massive stadium level politics called national global politics and <coughs> scream from the fan from the stands and really get the experience that you're part of the game that you're watching that somehow if you reveal something right from the stands and make a sign or get a section of the stands to chant it loud enough that the referee and the players and the coaches will all look up 
They're going to look up in the stands and see these tiny blurry faces that are covered with masks. And they're going to go, oh, you guys, wait, look. Look at this new information that they have that we gave them. They're, they're figuring something out that we gave them, that they watched, that they saw from the game that we're playing. Oh, look, we should change the game because the, the faceless specks of fans in the stands that we don't know their names who paid to see us are, are holding a sign that says, oh, look, we're exposing you guys. We, we we're going to show you guys. It's like, what? They gave you all the information. It's like this weird uh, reciprocal attention game, you know? And it's like, you can leave the stands anytime. You don't have to watch football all the time. You know? Trump is definitely a liberal. Yeah, he had some. He had some. Uh, Owen had some uh, very valid points, and it's like, you know, he already noticed all that stuff. You know, Owen, Owen and many people uh, already saw the trends. Like, you know, uh, you know, uh, unmovable loyalty to Israel. Um, his politics socially are totally in line with the Dave Rubens and the Charlie Kirks and the, you know, the whole classical liberal Prager U approach. Um, we all knew all of this stuff, you know, so none of it's a surprise and it's not like, I think what, what that stream, and those of you who don't know, we're talking about, uh, Owen Benjamin had a, a funny stream about Trump and the whole, the veil um, what I was seeing is, and I'm seeing it with a lot of people now where the veil gets pulled even further. So you keep seeing more exposure to the, to, uh, the beast, if you want to call it that. Um, and what we're confronting and reconciling is, uh, the allowance that we give our leaders, our shepherds, the allowance we give them. And, um, you know, you just keep giving an allowance. You, oh, well, yeah, but he's, you know, he's, he did that and said that, but, you know, there's a thing, there's a plan. Or he did that and said that and he, but just watch, you know, it's, you'll see, you'll see. Um, and so that was uh, dealt with, you know, um, on Owen's stream with himself. And it's like, um it's revealing, you know, for anyone who related to that, uh, you probably experienced it yourself at the same time where you're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But it's stuff we already know. You know, it's like, we don't, the moment you have faith in a man, Trump, Biden, whoever the fuck you want to call anybody, Jordan Peterson, you're, you're going to be constantly negotiating with yourself how much allowance you give them when they say or do something against 
the model or the statue you've made of them. You make a statue of them, you put them on a pedestal, you polish the statue, you polish the lobster. I call it polishing the lobster. It's like, stop making me into your god. It's not fair to me or you. It's like, fuck. It's like I'm just a man, you know? It's like, you put me on a pedestal, you polish my lobster, you make me into some sort of, you know, immortal being that represents your ultimate ideals. And the problem is, a statue can't move. A statue can't change. A, a statue cannot speak. So what you do is you write a little plaque of what they mean to you. And it's like, Trump is this, Trump is that. He's going to save us from this. And it's like, once someone edit, once the person reveals that they're not a fucking statue, then you get your panties in a ruffle and you're like, that plaque means nothing to me. And it's like, please, I need you to stay my statue. Fuck! It's all the result. Yeah, it's just like always, this, it's always the same thing. It's worship of the creation. You know, we created the country, you know, worship the country, worship the, worship the constitution, worship the feather pen, uh, gay dudes who are all just hanging out instead of hanging out with their, their wives. They're flicking each other's feather pens around. You know, shooting ink everywhere, writing very curly letters. The kind of curly letters you get from a, a young girl in grade school when she says, do you like me, yes or no? That's what the Constitution is. A giant love letter. Do you like me, yes or no? Fucking yeah, Benjamin. You fucking wrote the fucking curliest letters I've ever fucking seen. Ugh. So fucking beautiful. This is a fucking, fucking beautiful. I mean, which pen is he going to use? It's like, sometimes I just fucking watch Ben. I just fucking watch him ponder and he's just, he's like a fucking statue. He's just fucking glistening in the sun and just, he's holding his fucking pen. He, you can tell he's fucking thinking about what he's going to fucking say and write down. And you're just like, yeah, it's fucking pure awe. Pure fucking awe. Fucking feathers. Ugh, the feathers that he's chosen. His collection is just fucking, yeah. Fucking die for. Fucking die for it. I'm fucking die for him. I'm fucking die for the curly fucking letters. <clears throat> 007 woman? Oh, it's just more inversion. It's just gonna bite them in the ass, you know? Uh... It just inverts the, the truth, you know, the truth, the truth of the matter. And it's like, I'm actually working on a meme where it's like, finally, equality with the 007 character. And the next frame is just a retarded, overweight, bald, black lesbian in a wheelchair without one leg, maybe a nub. And she's just all fucked up. And you're like, ah! 
And it's like, that's real equity. That's real um, inclusion. You know, it won't, we won't reach the progressive end until a dead, headless, I don't know, animal, an animal is, is James Bond. You gotta, you know, you know, until, you know, someone with a rare disease where they can't really build muscle and their bones are flimsy, you know, like that until that person is the strongest superhero ever, then we won't have equality. It's so dumb. It's like they could they could make 007, but as long as the the woman representing the agency um, is is excelling in the traits and uh, characteristics of of women, not men. They just shoot themselves in the foot because all you're doing is saying, look, a woman could be a man too. And it's like, all you're doing is just reaffirming that men are, are, uh, are an archetype or a, character, a caricature that we ought to pursue to be like, you know? It still puts uh, men ahead of the women. And then they just add in the black part and it's like, okay, how about, why isn't 007, uh, the new female lead, a black lady who also has those white spots all over her face, you know, like the Michael Jackson disease? Why not? Or like Down syndrome, you know, why don't we have Down syndrome 007 yet? Are you equating black people with Down syndrome? No. I'm taking the methodology and the view that uh, of repre- forced representation, which is funny that it's called representation because the inversion is someone who argues under representation in Hollywood or whatever, and they try to force representation, they inevitably misrepresent that category of people that they're representing. It's just, it's such a funny backward uh, joke on themselves where you're like, women are misrepresented or women are underrepresented as strong leads, strong, you know, forceful, violent characters. And then, then you're like, okay, we'll just cast one and we'll make that happen. And then they actually misrepresent the female. So it just fucks them. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You don't even need to be like upset or outraged or like, you know, cause that's just like, that's just your attachment to some franchise that decided to cuck itself. Yeah. Make a manly, you know, I have, I have an old cartoon. It's a photographer taking a picture of a woman in a power suit. And he says, this is a, this is for uh, female empowerment. Stand more like a man, you know, it's like, be more like a man. We want to really show and prove that women are empowered. Uh, be more like a man. Get more debt like a man. Work, uh, work in the, work in all of the areas that men should work. That men typically work in. Just come on, get in there. Be a man.
The pussy is the strongest thing around. Well, I mean, it's uh, the vagina itself is is causally a feat. It doesn't have a mind. There's no personhood. There's no choices made. There's no, you know, if we're just talking about muscular strength itself. It's like um, the vagina might be very strong and go through some intense stretching to have a baby and whatnot, but a man can still just kick the shit out of a vagina. And I hate to be, like, crude, but that's just the reality. Like, a grown man with proper muscle ratio, height to weight, uh, a vagina itself alone being a very strong uh, part of the body, it has no chance. Thoughts on the election. I'm, I'm already over it. It's like, uh, I just see the pattern of like, they always introduce something and there's always a new crisis and always a new thing that we have to uncover. And it sends people, again, it's my uh, theory of the, you know, the rabbit hole. You know, dude, you got to go down this rabbit hole. It's like, no, it's not a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit uh, centipede. It's a rabbit and you go through his butthole to find all the interesting shit. And then you try to make your way out toward the mouth where the light is. To, then you can talk and be like, hey, everyone, look at all this shit I found. But little do you know, the rabbit's mouth is connected to another rabbit's butthole. And what you do is you go right back into another one. Um, and then it just goes on forever. And that's what the media and that's what politics, uh, that's how they kind of have us in a in a perpetual state of suggestion uh, where it's like, oh, we'll drop this on them. And then everyone's like, ah, fuck yeah, I got all this knowledge. Watch this. And then they run around and then they try to uncover, uncover, uncover. And that thing has an availability cascade for months. And then you're uncovering and then you're, you're deliberating and you're, uh, you're thinking and trying to figure out and you're, you're, uh, suggesting what might happen and what could have happened and what did happen. And then it's just a constant turning everyone into these like LARPy uh, Sherlock Holmeses, you know, myself included. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, immune to this. You know, it's a part of our inquiry as people is to go like, our, our curiosity goes, we need to figure this shit out. And, uh, but the, the, the theme, which has gone on forever, um, is that it's just a never-ending cycle of constant pursuit of material information. And that pursuit is pretty much uh, devilish. You know, it keeps you uh, of the world. It, it makes you think you're of the world and that these answers to your questions in your life uh, rest on figuring out some fucking uh, bullshit corruption or not that happens with a bunch of people who don't even know your name. Um, and and they're gonna you're gonna help them figure it out. You know you're gonna help the team that you're screaming for from the stands figure it out. You know somehow 
they're going to see your little speck, your little your little beady eyes and your mat through your mask and you're going to tell them from the stands from uh, section 24E that you figured something out that's going to help your team win. How do I how do I get this information to the coach and the assistant coach? If only I can tweet at the player. <coughs> and this is what social media kind of has done where you know the leaders uh the trumps the the all of them the obamas they all tweet and they're accessible and they create this illusion of accessibility and then that then creates an illusion that you can impact them and their movements and the movement of their ship which you're not even on by the way you're in like the little slave boats either beneath uh beneath the boat or drag and they're just kind of dragging you around and um so there's this illusion that be you know oh a, a big famous person retweeted my thing that means i can impact them that means i'm a part of this game now and you're not you're just not you're just still you're still in the stands um because their game uh you don't you don't you don't win their game with them if they win and if they lose you don't lose their game What's your game? Do you have a family? You know? Do you have love? Did you did you make children? Are you working on your home? Are you building your home to be like a beautiful, sacred place of gratitude and love and inspiration? Are you teaching your kids how to do cool things? Are you teaching them to uh, model you? To model your, your uh, behaviors? What the fuck... Does a giant, massive, perpetual football game have to do with any of that? Nothing. Nothing at all. What do I think of homesteading? I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's one of the more natural things to do that, uh, the reason I, I look at that as a value is that um, and I've done a stream about this before, how we've, uh, we've forfeited and given away our labor to other people, faceless people, uh, Chinese people were partially faceless. They have less face than us. Um, and, uh, you don't get the sense of appreciation. You don't get your, your purpose in the world, your gratitude for the work you do and the results and your fruits of your labor directly in your life. And so this, this like whole model of like outsourcing every bit of, uh, of production in your existence, actually it also outsources and removes your appreciation because there's no relationship between your work, your labor and your fruits directly that you see it's money. So you go to a job and you get paid money. So this money thing is a representation of your labor, but it goes toward um, the foundation someone else built for themselves, their business or their goals or whatever. And then you get this money and then you go, what do I spend the money on? Like when in reality, the labor, you know, in my view to produce the most, uh, gratitude and fulfillment and joy and happiness, uh, the labor, your own labor goes directly into your own, uh, work, what you're building. You're, you make a brick, the brick, you don't sell the brick. You put the brick in their foundation. You made the brick, you put the brick in the foundation. 
you know, and so, you know, I'm not saying that's easy to just replicate right now. It's one of the hardest things anyone can do right now, which proves that it's worthwhile because the more dependent we are on the convenience uh, hydra that's from every angle giving us every little need and appetite, serving every, feeding every appetite, every aspect of our life, every molecule that demands something of us. There is a supplier that goes, yeah, yeah, you want this, you want this, oh, yeah, you customize it, yeah. And then you're just, all you're doing, all you are is an input, you know? You're a consumer, and then you give the input, and you consume, and it's like this vicious cycle. And you're like, where's my value? And then that's why uh, what's left, the consequences, is materialism. So the only way that you see in your direct life how to experience joy and, and uh, fulfillment it are things, right? Because you get the you did the work for the money, so now you got to turn the money and trade it for some thing out there. Um, but it's not about the thing, you know. It was it's about the experience, uh, you know. Like for instance, growing a garden. Yes, if you have a larger garden, you could feed your family. Of course, it's about feeding your family. But there's something so much more in there. There's the experience and the process of uh, of maintaining life, raising life from dirt, uh, guiding it to its end, and then consuming it based on that work. It's all one big motion. It's not purchase and then eat. You know, it's a whole motion, the whole thing. It's a holistic view um, of of uh, consumption and production. Not a particular view, not a not a item per item, interaction per interaction. You know, an atomized system of consumption will, um, as a result, splinter up and break your experiences, your your the things you value that are immaterial. It'll break those things up into small little bits as well, and then you can't piece them together you know, from a start to finish kind of way, like growing, growing from seeds. You know, it's almost like, imagine we did that with our children, like as parents, like, you know, being a parent, you have this wet clay and you're racing to form the clay as best you can before it starts uh, cementing so that you can create a really good model uh, that has all the right attributes, shapes, um, purposes and, um, and before it hardens. But like, if we were to take the same approach to parenting as we do to consumption, um, I don't even know what that would look like. It, it, it basically is like outsourcing parenting. It looks like, you know, what public schools are currently doing. Um, yeah, that's something to ponder though. Because I always look at these systems and model and models and then go, but what if we applied that, what if that takes over every aspect of our life? You know, what would that look like? What will, what will, um, what will it look like when the, when the massive production supply chain, uh, conglomerates provide us with the immaterial when they try to provide us with the immaterial value not just the material you know will they will they will they mimic 
that experience with some sort of delusion, with some sort of drug or, or pill or virtual reality fake out where it goes, oh, you just had Thanksgiving with your friends, you know, that's all you need. You just needed another 30 minutes in the, in the drone suit, in the, you just needed another 30 minutes in the room. I want 50 plus acres in misery. Shapiro, what's your biggest fetish? Well, obviously one of my, my go-to fetishes is, is completely obliterating, you know, 16-year-old libtards at a podium. That, that is my favorite thing. But, my, but I, if I were to fetishize something, it, it would be like, you know, admitting that I'm wrong and writing an article on how many, how many times that I've been wrong. And like that, 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 that's fetishizing sort of like a noble, a noble suit, you know, like, that's all folks. And it's like, I don't want to just be successful. I want to be respected, you know? So if you're just successful and you're not respected, that's all folks. You know, one of, one of the greatest pieces of advice that I probably ever get given this generation is if you're in school and you, you're, you're in college, you're a higher education system, even though it's a completely obliterated bubble, uh, if the teacher says an untruth, do not speak out. Do not stand up against that lie. Do not confront them. Keep your head down and get good grades. And the reason, yes, if you put your head down and get good grades, then you can graduate. And when you graduate, you get, you get a lot of money. And that's the whole purpose of life, is you get a lot of money, and then, then you can manipulate that college by, you know, starving them of money. That, that, that's how the world works, gang. It's a cause and effect, you know. There's nothing inherently, you know, morally obligated for you to stand up to distrust and untruths. Yeah, I mean, if they don't serve you, if it, if it hurts you to say the truth, then you probably shouldn't say the job. You know, that's all, folks. So keep your mouth shut, put your cowboy hat on, and move to the state that that hasn't fallen yet, and then and then when that falls, leave again, and just keep moving, and just move where where it works, and then don't build anything around you, folks. Stay isolated in your in your house. Just save up your money, because because in the end, if shit happens, you know, as if S H I T happens, let's just say it happens. I'm not saying that it will. I'm just saying if it does, the people with the money will be able to like buy water and stuff, and that's how it works, folks. Because money, you know, when, when shit happens and money is valueless, uh, people like me with a lot of it will somehow maintain the value of it. We'll say, no, no, it's still valuable, folks. I need that water. Can you make me bread? I have a lot of money. And they'll ask, well, Ben, can, what can you do? Do you know how to metal work or do you know how to solder anything? And I'll say, well, I don't know what any of those things are. How could I possibly do that? Logically, it's impossible. If I don't know what they are, I probably don't know how to do that. I mean, I could barely make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't even eat peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but it, in the event that I wanted to, I'm not sure that I could actually do it. Jim Bob, have you ever been to Montana? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been to Montana, but I have family there, and uh, Megan and I are looking at potentially 
grabbing land there, not because we'll move immediately, but I think it's a good place to have land in general, even though uh, I don't like bears. Um, bears don't give a f- They will just eat you. They don't, they don't care. So, but I mean, that's what a gun is for. I just, I think I wouldn't go there until my kids were a little outside of the size range of predators literally just eating them. I have very irrational fears of, uh, uh, for my children. So that's one of them. Yeah, I think I mean the pictures of Montana is just gorgeous, you know. You know, and I've gone fly fishing once, so basically I belong there. Right? Um <clears throat> I thought you meant Bertarians. No, no. No, I love the bears. I don't like bears, like real bears. What else, folks? What else, folks? Folks, 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 gang, gang, folks, folks, folks. What do you do with your virtue signaling friends and fam on social media? Delete, ignore, debate? Neither. Try to make them laugh. Try to make them smile. Remind them that they're just uh, humans and that we're all following, uh, we're all, we're all sheep. So, you know, you can't, convincing people of anything is just useless, right? Because if they believe something that you think they need to be convinced out of, um, giving them new information isn't the reason they believe the thing in the first place. It's deeper than that. And so... Um, the only real way to break through somebody is through our human connections, uh, humor, laughter, joy, compassion, forgiveness, uh, you know, all of the attributes of, uh, Jesus Christ. And so it's not, you know, Jesus didn't go like, well, look at this new CDC report, you know, like, just look at it. Like they are, they were like, prove you're the dude. And he like, he did a miracle, and they're like, no, that's a fake news. <laughs> Fact check it. <sighs> so it doesn't matter. No, And it's going to get worse. The representation of information in this day and age, in our era, in our generation, it's going to get so crazy that you're going to feel insane if you keep appealing to it because you're going to show someone something, and they're going to not, they're going to reject it. It's like when I bring up the NASA uh, footage. Like, the footage that NASA showed people, our parents, our boomer parents. That's literally claymation. It's worse than the Star Wars stuff. And it's clearly not real. But you show someone that, that's new information, right? You're showing them deception and they go, well, 
Yeah, but that, we don't know what it looks like. It could, it just looks, you know, it just looks different because we've never filmed in space before. It's like, and that's how you know it's not about, you know, appealing back to material info. It's always, it's not, material info, you know, data, an experiment, something, that's always only going to change someone's mind who's already willing and looking for that, right? Otherwise, they're they're stuck in another world, you know? They're stuck and uh, you can't reach them in the ways you think you can. You know, it's the same, it's the same approach that I talked about with uh, what's called classical foundationalism. Like if you're religious and you want to argue God, virtues, morality, uh, these kinds of things, it's best that you not do it in the classical foundational model, which is all uh, appeals to uh, the physical world, historicity of the Bible, the ontological argument, math, like, um, you know, uh, things you see in nature, DNA, coding, pragmatic coding, uh, what looks like design, etc., it's all useless because who you're arguing with, they're, they're, on, they're arguing from the same model. And so that's not the way. The way to someone's heart is actually transcendental. And the, way, the best argument for God is transcendental. It's not, it's not science. It's not appeal to these things. Like, look, look, we found Noah's Ark. Oh, look, that's like, you can't find phys uh, physical proof for something that's faith-based. You use what's in our hearts. All of this stuff's written on our hearts. That's why it's not written out in a, uh, an Excel spreadsheet like Bill Gates wants you to think it is. And so the same goes for uh, this other shit. When you can't reach someone, your family or friends, uh, who are zoned out, face covered, and just hiding in fear and appeal to lab coat priesthoods, you the point isn't to change their mind. The point is to uh, make contact with their, their heart and show them what's on their heart. You know, there's a scripture about not judging people by their heart. You can judge them by their behavior. You can look at the behavior. You can look at what they say. Um, you know, you could look at these things, but to assume you know their heart, you miss an opportunity. You don't know their heart. You know what I mean? So that's the opportunity with a lot of those people, you know? And and again, no links. Don't send them footage of someone faking a ballot. All this bullshit doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, you know? How, how do I know it doesn't matter? If, if you took all of the, the libtards, the Democrats, or even the Republicans who are... Um, in denial about the level of corruption that exists and for how long. Um, even if you got everyone to suddenly agree that it all exists, right? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Guess what you're left with? You still have to pursue what you value in your direct life. None of it matters. Then what? Oh, you think everyone just moves over to the one side of the team and then everyone you could celebrate and you do a, you know, the giant perpetual football game that is politics suddenly takes a never-ending halftime break where everyone totally accepts the uh, whatever the degenerate act is going to be. <clears throat> it's like you're still dealing with morality. You're still dealing with 
You're still up against all of the fallen aspects of man constantly. That's why morality, the good, cannot be based in outcomes. Equality of outcomes, facts. Facts, facts, gang, 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 gang. Do you have a good childhood? Yeah, I had an amazing childhood. Uh, I have three older brothers and a younger sister. We were all born in my house at home. Uh, when I was five, I watched my sister's birth from the end of the bed. A bunch of uh, born-again Christians speaking in tongues, holding hands around my bleeding mother. Uh, I didn't know what that was. I thought we were Arab. Um, and uh, grew up pretty poor in an old farmhouse that I thought was haunted. Um, in the middle of the woods. So, um, I don't know what to compare it to, obviously, but no abuse, no, uh, substance abuse. Um, I mean, there might've been some abuse. Like my mom was very trusting with a lot of people. Um, so I'm still unsure if I black something out because there are some weird, weird people around. Definitely. But other than that, I uh, went to a small school, excelled in sports, was always uh, popular and well-liked, even if I was a dick, which I still uh, ha- I am a little bit. Um, but no, compared to other people, my I had both parents. My dad literally went to every single sports game, every single one. Not a single one missed, even if it was like hours away, every single one. So, it was pretty cool. <clears throat> what do I love teaching my kids? Um, I love teaching my daughter uh, new art techniques, how to paint, uh, watercolors, whatever, shading, how to do hands. Um, I'm really excited about that for, for both my daughters because... They'll be good. And um, if I raise them as artists, I do take a risk in them pursuing bullshit, hedonism, leftism, all that garbage. But at least I know they won't be able to make much money and they will need to find a man to take care of them. So it's a bit of a, um, it's a bit, it's a little bit of a risk. JB, were you really marginalized in school over your shape of your eyes? No, no. They thought I was going to be good at math, but I wasn't. I was, uh, I was pretty near retarded. I was in the resource room and I was always just so interested in how things worked. Like for instance, there was this testing computer, uh, a test that you take on a computer where you read the stuff and then you choose the answers. Well, I figured out, I don't know why this is the case, or why they would program this because there's no way that I was this lucky. I realized that if I just hold the down button when I got to the answers, it would go through really fast and eventually it would stop. And that was always the right answer. I didn't, it was just like by chance. I was just like, I just held it down and then I just did it again. And then I just did it again. And the irony is that I was put in the retard room because I wasn't good at reading. I wasn't good at reading comprehension. I was, my brain went elsewhere. And uh, it's funny that I got myself out of the resource retard room 
by, I mean, it was cheating, but it wasn't deception. It was curiosity. It was like, what did I just figure out? What, what is it? What happened? Why would they make a computer system that way? That's the dumbest thing ever. Anyway, I got to go. I had to eat lunch before this. <clears throat> so, uh, you guys have a good day. It's Friday. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, you know, reach out to your family and loved ones. Don't talk about all this bullshit. Talk about something fun. Um, ask people about themselves, about their lives. Ask them about their lives, not about what they think about life from the stands of a fucking football game that whoever wins, it doesn't even matter. You're still in the stands. You still got to pay for the overpriced pretzel. You still got to piss in the shitty bathroom. You got to make your way out of the parking lot. You know, you got to do all the shit. They don't care. The football players, their names and numbers on their jerseys. You don't get to play. You're just watching. It's not to disempower you. It's that you want to talk to your people in your life, even if they don't agree with you, about the things that matter in your life, not on the screen, not in the field. They don't care. Nobody cares. Well, I guess I'm going to have to put in my opinion about Joe Biden now. Well, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to have to tell my opinion about what's really going on with this thing. You know what I think? And it's like, don't. Why don't you just ask? Whoa, what do you want to do today? You know? When's the last time you laughed really hard? You know? These are the things that transcend politics. The fake world of politics. The divisive world of politics. Anyway. Be good. <coughs> uh, get Savage Means Volume 2. Um, I really don't want any more of them. I printed a thousand and there's under a hundred left. Um, and uh, then I can move on to my next project. Whatever that it might be a narrative, it might be a full comic book with like action, a really funny one. Uh, it's daunting, but I know you guys will help me and guide me to what it should be about and whatnot. So, uh, love y'all. If you want a uh, custom comic painted, um, DM me, let me know which one you want. If you want it edited in some way, I won't really edit my writing. But um, I can put people in if you're not ugly. Love you.